Dana Seeker, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages. Welcome to <clears throat> Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you six days a week at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, we are your daily distraction. Well, the anger, anxiety, hoopla, and weirdness in the world today. We're brought to you on three platforms, uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. For your strictly for your listening pleasure, uh, we are uh, also on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel and on Comedy School and on uh, Facebook Live. Excuse me, Facebook Live uh, on my personal page, Tony Visick. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. There's something to do at two uh, when they are sitting around their house going, "What? No stimulus check." I want to give a special shout out to Charles Kaminsky, who's home recuperating and is watching. Charles, I hope you are doing well. Uh, we're keeping good thoughts for you. Hello to Champ de Blasio. Uh, I, I'd like to know, Champ, right now, if what's the latest pizza that you've eaten that you would uh, recommend as far as coming from the store? Uh, my brother Jerry, the uh, a talented artist and all-around swell fella uh, out in Woodland Hills is with us. Uh, who else we got going in here? And, of course, our, um, uh, our mainstays, the bass in our band, Tina and Mike Lawson, along with several others, the entire Living on a Thin Line family is beginning to gather on a Friday. I would say, thank God it's Friday, but um, I'm not going to say that. That's, you know, so trite. And um, Fridays are, uh, for us, a lot of times, Fridays is, is actually a big part of the work week, being in the uh, nightclub entertainment business. Uh, I'm fortunate enough right now to be involved in a nightclub where it's not necessary for me to be there on the weekends. So uh, I will not be attending to festivities, but you should. You should, if you're in the greater Gilbert area and you want to be out someplace safe, social distancing. A lot of great Google reviews today on JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, out there in Gilbert, Arizona, uh, about uh, how uh, good Jim is at making sure that everybody's following protocols as far as masks, uh, hand sanitizer, uh, social distancing, and still making sure that a darn good show gets put on. So we're kind of proud of that he and i had about an hour we talked on the phone today um let's see what have i got here uh oh i got stuff here i got follow champ de blasio says i'm not too crazy about frozen pizza but if you want convenience uh try this pizza try trader joe's okay so we got a trader joe's recommendation from champ as far as frozen pizzas go now out where we are in maricopa there is no trader joe's there's going to be a sprouts real soon Champ, I don't know if you've eaten a pizza from Sprouts, but uh, we've eaten some Walmart pizza <coughs> when we were uh, punishing ourselves. But uh, uh, if you've got any recommendation on Sprouts pizza, we'd love to hear about it. Champ de Blasio does great pizza reviews on his personal page. Uh, you can see uh, in his comments here how to spell his name. So um, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great feedback on uh, what's going on with the club. Uh, spent the morning uh, trying to put together the month. Are you trying to put together your month right now? Are you trying to figure out what you're going to do with the month? You know, uh, Jerry put up CPK. So um, I'm trying to figure out what that is. I think I, I think I knew what that meant in Los Angeles as far as pizza goes. Uh, Jerry, if you could spell it out. Jerry, spell it out for us, okay? Just spell it out. Um so we, uh, we can get a better, uh, a better understanding of uh, what your recommendation is on pizza pie. Um, I used to manage a Pizza Hut restaurant 
And if you were my friend, there was no better pizza than a personal pizza made by Tony Visick in those days that uh, my secret was uh, double everything. And then later on, they, you know, they made that like a thing. Uh, Jerry says, California Pizza Kitchen. I don't know how you guys feel about pizza. You know, we started talking about it. You're putting your month together, but we're kind of talking about pizza now. I prefer a thin crust. I prefer a tomato base, tomato sauce base uh, with cheese. Uh, my uh, favorite meat on a pizza is pepperoni. I guess that doesn't make me too original, but I also like mushrooms and Canadian bacon. Um, but I was raised, of course, on uh, uh, box Chef Boyardee pizzas that my mama used to make. Like three bucks and made an entire pizza, could feed the family with leftovers. You know, and she would roll out that dough and put on that sauce and sprinkle on that cheese. And uh, now when I taste it, it tastes like cardboard. Of course, as you get older, everything almost tastes like cardboard. Kevin Brown is joining us. Kevin Brown is going to be joining us on a couple of upcoming live shows we have, too. I'm going to tell you about it a little bit. He's voting thin crust. So I'm a thin crust guy. Kevin Brown's a thin crust guy. Surely the producer is shaking her head vehemently. No, she likes a thick crust. But I mean like Chicago style thick, surely, or just like regular classical crust? Classic. She's uh, like classical crust. I get that. You know, in St. Louis, where I grew up, there is a, um, a, uh, a chain. It's a small chain called Emo's. Champ de Blasio is a thin crust guy. There we go. All right. Um, called Emo's. And... They make a pizza, pizza that tastes like no others. And I think that it's like a lot of regional foods. If you grew up on it, it's absolutely divine. And if you didn't grow up on it, it's like, what is this? But uh, I love Emo's Pizza. I'm able to get Emo's Pizza here in the greater Phoenix area. Um, and I'm able to get it at uh, my friend Fraser's restaurant. He's moved it from its original location in Scottsdale up. Uh, gosh darn it, I forget the name of the road. But, uh, and I haven't been to the new place, but for uh, many years, I had a theater right by his restaurant. George grew up in St. Louis and he made emo style pizza. And it was like, a, it was like a love letter from home. Uh, my brother, Jerry, it just shows you two people raised the same household. You know, one ends up good, one ends up evil. It's the story of many a great tale. Brothers. My brother, Jerry, said Chicago style in Chicago is unbeatable. So, Jerry, let me be clear on this, okay? And I don't want to start some sort of family feud, some sort of Hatfield and Hatfield thing here. Uh, you prefer a Chicago-style deep-dish pizza over St. Louis Emo's Pizza. Is that correct, Gerald Visick? I'm asking. He will put his comments up. By the way, the show is built off uh, three tentpoles. You're already experiencing one of them, and that is... Uh, uh, your questions and comments on the uh, social media sites that we mentioned where we attempt a question and comment back. Uh, oftentimes we have some sort of uh, some sort of a knickknack or doodad or falderal or our curiosity or curio that we share with you and weave a personal story around some memento. Uh, and uh, also we recommend one artist or one piece of music. And to make things easier for you when we recommend them, they are then placed in the comments by, uh, by uh, my producer, Shirley. And also, I put them in the title. And if you bear with me a second, I'm actually pointing out to her the first track on this, surely, will be uh, the music today. So wait a couple minutes and put it up until I start talking about it, okay? So um, that'll, be the, uh, that'll be the track. So uh, that's what we do. And we do that in the second half of our fast-moving 
30 minutes. Bob Stevenson, you're on. I mean, some people I see their names, some people I don't. For a long time, I thought the only people that watched the show uh, or listened to the show was people whose names I see popped up on Facebook Live, and that's simply not true. I've now encountered uh, a large number of people uh, throughout the community are through Facebook message or other messages who've told me that they watch and listen, and I just never knew. So we've got a, a pretty nice little audience here, a pretty nice little family of man. Our uh, original slogan was, it's not a podcast, it's a community. And we talk about weighty things like the pandemic and pizza. We cover it all from pandemic to pizza. Uh, Jerry is saying, yes, that he prefers Chicago-style deep dish over St. Louis thin crust emo style. That's my own brother. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to... Now's not the time for any sort of family squabbles, you know, because... you know, that was one of the things that uh, during Thanksgiving, I didn't have anybody at my Thanksgiving table uh, arguing uh, politics or anything with me because uh, no one was here. And you know what? And I found that to be a big plus. I'm not going to start a squabble here. But Jerry obviously went from raised just like me on homemade in the box Chef Boy RD pizzas. Grew up a lot on Pizza Hut, Emo's pizzas. That's what we grew up on. Pizza Hut and Emo's pizza. And Shakey's. There was a chain in St. Louis called Shakey's. They had a great slogan. We serve fun at Shakey's, also pizza. You know what? I never cared for their pizza. Thought it tastes like bleh. Um, I used to like, back in the 70s, I liked a uh, um, thin crust pepperoni pizza at Domino's. I enjoyed that very much. But Jerry, who was raised on the exact same pizza as me, has moved on. Moved on. His taste buds have either evolved or devolved, depending upon, you know, how you look at it. And he uh, has turned his back on Thin Crust, Emo's Pizza. It is now uh, an acolyte of the deep dish. Uh, we're getting other things here. Uh, Joe Gannon uh, is a Thin Crust guy. DJ Payne says, Lou Malnatis. We don't know that. We don't know that one. But if you could tell us more about it. Uh, Jerry probably likes California Pizza Kitchen. He said that. That was the first thing he said, DJ. They like California Pizza Kitchen. You weren't here on the show yet. Joe Gannon says, Shakey's. I love the Laurel and Hardy movies they would show. Yeah, that's right. They showed uh, old movies. and It was kind of a, it was kind of a uh, Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Uh, Jerry's also recommending uh, Pizzeria Uno on Wabash in Ohio. If you don't know where Wabash in Ohio is, he's talking about in the Brentwood, uh, the West L.A. Brentwood, California area. Uh, he and I both know Pizzeria Uno uh, very well. Jerry tended bar there for years. It was down the street from a place I tended bar at called Mom's Saloon. And in between Pizzeria Uno and Mom's Saloon and those few short blocks is where uh, OJ killed his wife. And yes, OJ did it. So um, those are the neighborhoods we used to hang out in. So uh, is that way? Are you wait, Jerry? Are you talking about one in Chicago or are you talking about the one in West LA? Not Brentwood. Not Brentwood. Forget everything I just said. He's talking about Jerry's given a specific Pizzeria Uno in Chicago. DJ Payne tells us that Lou Manalo's has two locations in Arizona and 20 in Chicago. Best pizza ever. Uh, Daniel Coe's watching. I don't know his feelings on pizza, but uh, the, uh, the conversation today is about whether you prefer thin crust or thick crust. And then our, you know, classical crust and then Chicago style deep dish were discovered at my brother who was raised 
in the same household with me, and we both lived in the same uh, city into our early 20s, that he has moved on to Chicago Deep Dish, while I remain true blue to St. Louis-style thin crust. And uh, people are putting up their uh, certain recommendations. DJ Baines says, Jerry knows. Yeah, well, you know what? You don't work for him, do you, DJ? Uh, that's the original Uno's. I'll give him a pass for mentioning CPK. Champ, who does pizza reviews, Champ de Blasio, and this guy knows his shit when it comes to pizza, says, my favorite pizza in L.A. is uh, Don Michelle Pizzeria, one of the best I've ever been to, Don Michelle Pizzeria. Hey, you want to put up the address, then um, when we're all, all out running around again, and I make many trips to Los Angeles, Champ, uh, when we're all out running around, uh, I'll stop in and I'll have a slice in your honor. I think some of the best pizza I've ever eaten, okay? I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into this whole thing. Now, we're not going to put a monkey wrench on a pizza. That'd make you sick to your stuff. You'd choke. You'd die. You'd die. Monkey wrench. Um, is in New York City. <laughs> Tina Michael says salt or no salt. It's a good thing Jim Perry isn't here right now with his salt on his pizza. Uh, Joe wants to know his champ has... Had Pizzeria Bianco. Uh, does Champ know uh, Dave Portnoy? I don't know. You know, look, you guys can ask each other questions in the comments here. Uh, so if you want to answer those, go ahead. Joe Gannon said that one used to be pretty good when I was living in Phoenix. New York pizza, the best pizza in the world. Now, that's hard to believe. And before I ever went to New York City, I used to have friends of mine or people from New York going, the only place to go go pizza is New York. In New York, it's the only place to get good pizza. Uh, all this other pizza is garbage. It's garbage, you know? And then I went to New York. And the best pizza I ever had by the slice was in a dirty deli on 49th, three doors down from the uh, Hotel Carter or the Carter Hotel. And I used to go in there and get slices in there, and it was absolutely delicious. I've also had great pizza at... Uh, uh, Umberto's Clam House, although pizza isn't their specialty, but I've had great pizza at Umberto's uh, in Little Italy. Uh, if you don't know Umberto's, Umberto's is uh, infamous, legendary. It's a place where Crazy Joe Gallo was shot. They've moved it. It's actually Caddy Corner from its original location, but uh, I've never had a bad slice of pizza in New York City. I think I've only ordered one entire pie in New York, but I've had many a slice. And uh, what a baby moth guy told me one time, he goes, it's the water, water. He goes, we got a restaurant in Los Angeles, but you know, we import water because the water out there is shit. And I just imagine this baby moth guy, young, young uh, maid guy was telling me about his restaurants in La Siena. I was working some clubs in New Jersey and uh, that they actually flew water from New York City to Los Angeles. So that, because it has, it's all really in the dough. It's all really in the dough. No. All right, let's see. Where we got some other things going on here. Uh, Diane House's salt on pizza just wrong. Yeah, you know what, Diane? I agree. And that, that's, that's, that's church here at Living on a Thin Line. That is church. But then my partner, Jim Perry, put salt on his pizza. And he's from Chicago. So what are you going to do? Uh, Joe Gannon says New York pizza is uh, the best. On that, we agree, as well as coleslaw and barbecue pork. That we don't agree on. But, Joe Gannon, now I was going to do this today, but I'm going to wait till tomorrow. My grandson and I are going to barbecue pork, and I'm going to make coleslaw, and we're going to put some on top, see how it tastes. 
I prefer a certain style of a certain taste of hamburger dill pickle on uh, is my side with uh, barbecued pork chops or pork steaks. Uh, Jerry says there's a great pizzeria next to the World Trade Center uh, or where the World Trade Center was. Uh, Champ says he's the best. I don't know uh, whom he was referring to. Someone earlier in the comments. Joe Gannon says Umberto's, the old one, still had the bullet holes in the brick focaccia. Yeah, they're fu- yeah it's, it, yes, it did. And I ate it with Bill Hicks in the 80s. Uh, it was also Review S. Rescue Station during 9-11. Umberto's was a rescue station during 9-11. Uh, you know who's on right now who's going to be able to tell us about pizza? Because he's a New York guy. This is a guy who actually put money in Bob Dylan's hat in the early 60s when this guy was living in Greenwich Village and Bob Dylan just hit there. Arthur Belkine has joined us. Uh, Arthur Belkine, very funny comic, good guy, uh, good lawyer, good husband, good father. Uh, he, I never cared for his choice in shirts, but I never brought that up to now. Arthur, we're talking about the best pizza in the world. Uh, we started talking about pizza somehow, and that's what the whole show's become about. We've got uh, Champ de Blasio here who does uh, pizza reviews. Uh, we got people chiming in, New York, Chicago, St. Louis, thin crust, thick crust, Chicago style. Now, I know that you lived in the village in the early 60s, you know, uh, and you've lived in Chicago as well, Arthur, uh, and have traveled the world. So if you were to chime in here on Pizza Pie, uh, maybe we can wrap this up with you. I don't know. But uh, it's been a good conversation about pizza. I'll tell you that right now. We have rock and rolled about pizza. Sometimes, man, sometimes the original is the best. Sometimes whatever, you know, the, uh, the foundation of something is, is absolutely always going to be great. Uh, I'm going to look up the history of pizza. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, where'd that CD go, Cheryl? Did I hand that to you? Did you hand it back? Okay, so we're going uh, to move on a little bit here to the music portion. If we still want to talk about pizza, if you still want to put things in the comments, uh, uh, I definitely want to see them. Uh, this show is as much yours as it is mine. Uh, just want to remind you that this Friday and Saturday at JP's Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road, Gilbert, Arizona. <coughs> Manny Hernandez is doing two shows this uh uh, tonight, two shows tomorrow, uh, shows at seven and nine. Uh, if you're looking for a place that does great social, does it right. Great, safe social distancing. Okay. Handles the mask issue. Well, all right. Make sure that the performers, for, we don't seat the front row because the performer has to be 12 foot away right now. So, uh, great shows there. Great shows there. And then December 21st, I'll be having a free intro for my workshops there as well. We got that going, so please go check that out. Got some shows coming up I'm going to tell you about. Um, but then, then, of course, December 20th, 5 p.m. will be the Class Clown Show. You want to check that out. New Year's Eve. This is important. So listen, especially if you don't live in the Phoenix area or you're not going out. And I respect both of those things. There's going to be a New Year's Eve show at 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with a North American Countdown. So at 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, it actually turns midnight on Newfoundland. That's in Canada, yes. But we call it a North American countdown. Jim Perry and I will be co-headlining it. I'm going to turn it into a hybrid Zoom show. So those of you at home or those of you around the country, you're going to be able to experience a very cool 
live stand-up comedy show that will have an audience, but will also be will also be uh, brought to you on Zoom. So start watching my page and, of course, this show for information on that because we'll be rolling it out soon. Uh, Arthur Belkind says, to go back to the pizza, two totally different pies. New York, thin with garlic rocks. Chicago is more like a meal, both much better than in Italy. Yeah, okay. I've heard that. I've never been to Italy, but I've heard that the pizza in Italy uh, does not hold a candle. Of course, pizza couldn't hold a candle. Pizza has no arms. It has no body. It's a food stuff. Uh, but like a cactus could hold a candle because got, it's got uh, arms. But uh, not a pizza. <laughs> All right. So I've told you about the shows coming up. I've told you about the workshop. We've got things going on. Let's get to the music, shall we? Uh, musical selection today. I started to go with something from the 70s, but I decided to go with something from the 60s. Jerry says he's never had pizza in Italy. I've never had, I've never been to Italy and I've never been to Spain, but I've been to Oklahoma. Now they don't tell me I was born there in Oklahoma, not Arizona. What does it matter? Hoyt Axton, who got it? All right, four points. Okay, I was going to go with a, uh, um, a female singer from the 70s, but I, then I was going through my CDs and I go, I got, we haven't talked about, we haven't talked about this group. And we haven't talked about the great girl groups of the 60s. Okay? So when I'm holding my hand right now, uh, I don't have an original album by them. And I'm sorry that I don't. But I did grab a CD of theirs. It's of a, uh, some compilations called Playlist. The very best of the Ronettes. Those are the Ronettes. Ronnie Spector and the Ronettes. And I don't know of too many songs that ever topped Be My Baby. Matter of fact, that original drum beat, that do, 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 has been used countless times since it was first recorded, I believe, at Gold Star uh, Records, I could be wrong, a recording studio, with Phil Spector put together the Ronettes. Phil Spector created some of the greatest music in the, in the history of American pop music. Bar none, hands down. The Righteous Brothers. The Ronettes. On and on and on and on. His wall of sound. What, the work he did with the Beatles is unparalleled. Unparalleled. And what he did with the Ronettes still resonates today. That opening riff on Be My Baby is just incredible. That, and of course, their other big hit was Baby, I Love You. They had a big hit with Walking in the Rain, uh, with I Can Hear Music. Okay, uh, those were the four of the biggest in my mind's eye. Um, was just absolutely wonderful, wonderful. The sound that those uh, three young ladies were able to do, the way that Phil Spector mixed it, was unparalleled. And you got to listen to that song again. Every once in a while, I just go back and listen to that song. Be My Baby was written by Phil Spector. Uh, Baby, I Love You was written by Phil Spector. Um, Walking in the Rain was written by Phil Spector. Uh, I Can Hear Music was written by Phil Spector. There was another man with uh, Ellie, uh, or a woman, Ellie Greenwich as well. Uh, there's other songs on here, but those are the biggies. Um, Phil Spector, of course, very interesting man. Uh, how good was the music? 
you know, many, many, many years later, uh, what was his name? Did uh, Two Tickets to Paradise. Do you remember this, Shirley? Uh, Eddie Money. Eddie Money wrote a song as an homage to Ronnie Spector about Ronnie Spector. Just like Ronnie said, and she actually sings background on it. Stunningly beautiful voice, charismatic person, uh, married Phil Spector. Once again, we have that interesting dichotomy in creativity. Phil Spector, brilliant. His uh, first hit was a song by a group called the Teddy Bears, which he was in with a, a female singer called To Know Him Is To Love Him, which was, uh, and it sounds like a love song, sounds like a teenage girl singing about her boyfriend, but it was actually the inscription on his father's tombstone. Um, tiny man, little guy, with a personality the size of most cities, but a powerful, dark presence that many of us now know finally culminated in uh, the murder of a woman at his house a number of years ago. Uh, there's a movie about it with Al Pacino on HBO. Uh, he created so much great music, but he was uh, a gun nut. He was insane. He was a paranoid. Um, and uh, eventually, the very thing, oftentimes... This is what I kind of want to get at here as we wrap up. Oftentimes, and we should all watch for this, the very thing that helps you succeed, the very thing that drives you, the very thing that makes you so focused that no one can stop you is the thing that can later kill you. Phil Spector's drive for control, he was a music producer, and for perfection, the number of takes he would do would be astounding made him into an impossible human being. A guy who was well before the gun craze of, you know, the uh, 90s, or back in the 60s, carrying a gun in the studio, sometimes in frustration and anger or to uh, intimidate people, firing it off into the ceiling of a recording studio. I saw uh, a, a Merv Griffin from the early 60s. It was one of those bizarre shows and on it was Eartha Kitt, Richard Pryor, Phil Spector. And Phil Spector was on there, and Merv Griffin even referenced, he goes, well, these goons, these bodyguards you got hanging around next to you, right? He's going, I need my bodyguards. And he goes, and I hear you carry a gun. He goes, more than that pea shooter Pryor carries. Pryor's going, I, I got a gun, I'll shoot you. It, got, it became an argument between two guys with guns in a New York television studio. And then it settled down. But Spector was so oppositionally defiant so sarcastic, so arrogant, that you could not like him. But you could love his music. You could love his music. And probably the greatest song that he ever wrote and produced, and he wrote and produced dozens upon dozens on dozens. Okay, and I'm going to have more on Ronnie Spector too, who uh, was in a very horrible, abusive relationship with him. Okay, that she, thank goodness, eventually got out of. But uh, the one gift he gave her was forming the band, the Ronettes around her, and writing for her and producing Be My Baby. And it's a gift to us, too. It's a gift to us, too. So uh, uh, I can tell by, um, I can tell it's time to wrap up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's our show. I was going to cover more serious subjects today, but darn it, you guys don't. Tune into this show for serious subjects all the time. RF ever. What? I know. I said I was going to. 
I said I was going to. I'm not going to do that now. We're going to save that for later on. Now, listen, we're not here tomorrow. We take Saturdays off. We're back Sunday at 2 p.m. I look forward to seeing all of you again Sunday. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals. There's something to do at 2 when they join not just a podcast but a community living on a thin line where we talk about pizza, politics, and Phil Spector. Beep, beep, beep. All right? Thanks a lot. See you Sunday. Bye-bye.